All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 9 days in 9 days yeah into the month of may how about that uh just recovering from our cinco de mayo festivities some yeah you know. yeah how is your recovery in general very good strong good yeah. sleep last night appetite's back worked out yesterday good i'm ready for beer again excellent yeah <laughs> good to know um retro how are we doing i'm going right back for taco it's tuesday and i'm having tacos nice i'm, I'm in I'm doing it. I don't like this Taco Tuesday thing. Everyone loves it. It feels limiting. Uh, we, we need tacos more than once a week, Rhett. They're, they're just sensational. Absolutely. Now, 100%. I'm making two types. I'll ask you later. I'll make a note there. because Fish is, and traditional. It's traditional. important. Important thing. Um, here in the Tower Chrysler Studios, welcome to it. Of course, we are always in the Tower Chrysler Studios. Consumer Choice Award winner, voted Calgary's favorite Chrysler Dodge dealer. Uh, 10, not a one McLeod Trail South, TowerChrysler.com. This week, if you're thinking about buying, you know, a vehicle, mm-hmm. and why wouldn't you go to Tower? You will be entered to win a $350 gift card to the lovely Nordic Spa in Kananaskis in time for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. They give you those big robes, those big, do, yeah. comfy, thick because you know it gets mm. cold out there in the winter. Sure does. It's got to be a cozy robe. It's the mountains, Ryan. Thin one. Yep. 
We're in the Rockies. Uh, it's good to have friends in high places. And we have a friend who is in a very high place. I don't know if you knew this, but um, our next guest, uh, before we get to him, he was sequestered yesterday. That sounds bad. He was sequestered and hanging with your buddy, Gary Bettman. That's right. In Secaucus, New York. New Jersey. The NA, yeah, Secaucus, New Jersey, which is close to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Saravalli, our NHL insider. Wow. Um, but before we get to Frank, I, I just want to see proof I, of this. I just want you to see this. You know what he was doing? Uh, hobnobbing is what he was in, doing in yesterday. Hoboken. Hobnobbing in Hoboken. <laughs> yeah. Caucus. nearby, okay. yeah. nearby Hoboken. But yeah, let's. Uh, so take a look at this from the. This is this is the internal draft lottery central. This is the war room. The, the like the mind, the nerve center. Let's okay. take a look. Yeah. In addition, three members of the media are in the room. Aaron Portsline from the Athletic, Frank Severelli from Daily Faceoff, and Stephen Wino from the Associated Press. Gentlemen, wave to the camera. Uh, it looks scintillating. Frank uh, Severelli, our NHL insider for Bonton Meets, joins us uh, now here on the program. Hello, Frank. What a time to be alive. What a time. <laughs> So how was, so you, uh, how did, I guess, how did it come to be that you were behind the scenes? Because that is, and I put together a video and I won't bore you to go through it all again, uh, but we'll show the, the ping pong balls and the machine and the, all of this sort of thing. Frank, you and, an expert on ping pong balls. You and Gary hanging out yesterday. How did that come to be? So I actually asked the NHL if I could um, be in to witness it. I've never done it. Uh, they have reporters in every year that, uh, you know, sort of witness the proceedings. And I, I wanted to do it. And I, I guess I, I picked a really good one, uh, not just because of the stakes with Connor Bedard, but also because of where he ended up going. You see everyone on social media, this, you know, tinfoil hat, this is rigged. You know, you, of course you want to send him to Chicago, big market. Uh, you know, this is the NHL's golden child team after Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are leaving. This is the perfect guy to pass the torch to for relevancy. And I've seen all of it. And it, it's just, I, I was in the room. It, it's it's a total crock of shit. <laughs> People have made up their minds, Frank. It's rigged. Whether that's real or not, they've made their minds up. I'm sorry. Look, I, I appreciate a good conspiracy theory. I live with an anti-vaxxer. Like, I, I get it. I understand, but this ain't it. Yeah, it was. Uh, now, having said well, all that, now look. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I, I don't know if I buy into all that, Frank. I mean, they were out to screw the Sabers in '99 for sure. We were gonna get screwed. The Panthers <laughs> got screwed, and and also the Flames weren't gonna win. We couldn't let the Flames win in 0304. I mean, it's. It was beyond the, the lottery. Numerous, numerous situations I could debate you on. How about the no goal for with Brett Hull? How about the next year, no goal in Philadelphia when you cheating bastards mm. shot a puck through the side of the net side and those rotten pricks counted it? Through the side of the net, Frank. I mean, the, the NHL remains incompetent. I think that's a key thing here we have to remember. Too. Or that Warner well, gets out to get us. screwed at every turn. Yeah. And So, okay, so let's... 
let's be totally transparent about um, the draft lottery and let's have a real conversation, which I did in my story on dailyfaceoff.com today, outlining my whole experience and what it was like. They, they couldn't get out of their own way in the presentation of the actual draft lottery results. You saw the gaffe that occurred production-wise, which caused Kevin Weeks to read aloud that there was a change in the order and that he basically spoiled the moment. It's not his fault. The league spoiled the moment for the Columbus Blue Jackets before going to break. And so my solution to all of that, it's like, it's very simple. Being in that room was incredibly eye-opening because it's intense. First off, there's this sort of surgical precision to the process. Everything is done in a very timely and orderly fashion. There's this whole list of, it's ten. It's a 10 minute monologue. You, you obviously saw the video that Gary Bettman, he reads all the rules, he introduces everyone in the room, he shows the papers. Like those ping pong balls came in in a black plastic hard case that is literally zip tied together. Someone snips it, it's all, you see everything. It's all on the up and up. The amazing part about that is the drama that exists between you know, right in between balls three and four to, to determine where Connor Bedard is going, it's 20 seconds. It feels like forever. And I, I, I was not expecting that at all. I was figuring, you know, sterile room, conference room, you know, kind of a, a process, yawn, whatever that might be. But you're sitting there and you're trying to flip through these 1,001 different combinations that are out there saying, okay, so what are the options for ball three? Where could he possibly be going? To solve the NHL's own problem, instead of flipping over these cards, which as great of a TV presenter as Bill Daly is, you don't need to do it. Take that damn machine that they have and wheel it down the hallway into the actual studio itself and just press play. All you have to do is do the same damn thing in front of everyone because it is amazing. Could you imagine the TV drama and the pause? Instead of calling these balls out at 20-second intervals, you stop after the third ball and you go... Hey, here are the possibilities. Here are the seven places Connor Bedard can still go to. Here are the live odds in the exact second. Yep. Connor, how you feeling? And hey, Kyle Davidson in Chicago, how you feeling? Yarmo Kekalainen, oh man, your team's out. What does that feel like? Do it for real in front of everyone because I watched the real thing 90 minutes before it actually happened and it was like the hairs on my neck were standing up. It was cool. Who cares about these dumb cards? The 20 seconds between balls w- would be problematic. I, you know what? Let's, I, I'll, I'll wait on the video. I'll wait on the video. We'll play it after we let Frank go because we'll, we got Frank. We don't need to waste his time. But they take 20 seconds. So it's start the machine and now you wait for 20 seconds. Ball. If you have it queued up, Alex, wait. play it because I'd like. Well, I, but he, I edited he it. He says go, draw. Go ahead. Okay. I, I sped shit so up because I. Play, play some survivor music. Play something like I mean, incredibly Chris, we're, dramatic. We're talking about a half point. hour show anyway, guys. A half hour is way too fucking long. Like, right. you, you, the whole thing's done seconds. in four minutes, and exactly. that was two draws. Okay, Alex, it's start, the best four started, minutes of the season. Start it over again, Alex. Sorry, with, uh, with volume up. Uh, again, now I've, I've edited this for for our own sanity purposes and cut a lot room. cut yeah. a lot of stuff out so here's a uh, gary and secaucus yeah secaucus also ron? known as the devil's asshole by the way Ooh. go ahead ron let's do it 
It is the 8th of May, 2023, front page of today's Bergen Record, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. It is May 8th. The lottery machine, besides me, will be loaded with 14 balls. Get a good look at that. Let's start by beginning to show each ball one at a time. One. Oh boy. Two. Three. Count Dracula here. Four. Five. <laughs> Six. Seven. Quality editing. Nine. Dean's getting good. Eleven. Twelve. And 14. Please load the balls into the machine and start it. Please load the load. Begin. So this guy, I love when he's like, turn around and look at the clock. And he's, he's a draw. They have one guy barking out draw every 20 seconds. So this is how long you have to it, wait. Like, look. It's amazing. We play some dramatic music. Dun, 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 dun. Like, <laughs> dude, this is a made-for-TV moment. Five. Four, five, nine, and 13. Scott Clark, what? Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks will have the first selection of the 2023 NHL draft. Okay, so pause it right here. Yeah, that's that's so the end of it. I was sitting directly to Scott Clark's left there. Yeah. The guy from Ernst and Young, the auditor in the process, and in front of me, you can it, it's been publicly available since last Friday, well before the draft lottery, are all those 1001 combinations and they're in order. So as the pick as the balls are coming out, you can actually like start to cross off like okay, who's out of the mix and figure out just like I said, between that third and fourth ball, all you got to do is pause it. It's unbelievable television right there. You do not have to overthink this. And so the crazy part about this, after all this wraps, we do another draw for the second pick, which is Anaheim. All of that is said and done in, in under five minutes. And then they spent the next sort of hour and a half production-wise figuring out the show and uh, they're, they're putting the right logos on the cards. Right. You, you don't need the cards. No, especially Just when people this. think it's rigged. Yeah. You're, you know what? You're not wrong because I mean, some of it you would have to trim the fat because, I mean, the one, two, some of that you can probably avoid. There's a way around that. We but did a half hour show here. Like, my God. But it's, it's not like what they're throwing on is so scintillating. No, there is I a 20 understand. Gaps, my I Lord. understand. But I, I, I invite you to then watch the 30 minute video that I, I mean, it's. You, you can't do it's what six, they First did. off, it's 16 minutes, and that was 10, 11 of it was Gary reading the rules. Oh, I know. You yeah. don't need to do no. all that. Yeah, I know. Um, but you're not wrong. Give me if the you five did, juicy minutes. If you did the first three balls, then... So after the first three, isn't everyone still kind of in? Lots of teams would be Because there were still, what, seven or eight teams that had a chance? The flames on, were one, but they could only so, get up to six, right? right? So there's only a certain number of balls. So no, the the flames were out at that point. So um, 
almost everyone was out. Uh, so not uh, not almost everyone. The only team that was out of the top eleven that was still in the mix was Nashville. So if mm-hmm. Nashville won on the last ball, that pick would have reverted then to Anaheim because right. Nashville could only move from fifteen to five. Right. So the other teams that were out that were in the lottery were the Vancouver Canucks, Bedard's hometown, the Flyers, the Detroit Red Wings, and uh, one additional team Columbus. I had in my story. But you can actually – no, Columbus was still in. They had yeah. two out of the final 11. Wow. Anaheim had three, and the Blackhawks had two. A couple other teams, um, I think San Jose. Like There's there a few teams that were um, – you know just had one ball. So okay. it, it – that's the cool part. So, like, you you could have a lower third on your TV screen of, like, okay, after those three balls, it's super simple to find on the sheet. Here's who's still in the mix. Put a big X over the teams that are out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, you could even, as you go through it, like, after the second ball, like, this team's out. Their, lo- their logo turned gray. This team's, like, that's what you use the 20 seconds for. Yeah, and honestly, if you have that kind of info, it's not dead 20 seconds. You might want a minute and a half to consume it all and say, oh, my gosh, like here's the list of who's left. This is the, And then react to the teams getting knocked out. There's their GM, pout face, whatever. It's definitely better than Bill Daly flipping cards. But flipping cards and you have a production gaffe leads to all this tinfoil hat bullshit that I can tell you isn't real. Well, yes and no. But, like, so how about this? We go back to the year after the full lockout. So Rhett and the Flames go to the final in 04. They don't play in 04-05. There is no games. They're saying they're going to completely do a lottery for all, you know, 29 or 30 teams, whatever it is at the time. The team that was facing bankruptcy issues and needed a new rink or were going to leave Pittsburgh – were the Penguins, and they get Sidney Crosby. Is there not a small part of you that buys into being like, boy, a lot of times the best outcome for the league sure is happening? Like explain that one. I I didn't nothing witness, came up that I, I didn't witness that lottery. I don't. I have no idea. I can't tell right. you for sure what the ping pong balls looked like or whatever that case was. However, they did it. To your point I from yesterday, though, they, what, they could not have wanted McDavid and Edmonton, right? No, no, and I'm not saying they're yeah. all rigged. I'm just saying, like, it feels like at certain times it just well, feels a little too coincidental. Is... I'm not saying last night's was rigged. I don't believe it's rigged, but I just think if there have been maybe some discrepancies in the past, it allows this thing to live. I don't know that it's never, ever been something that's been fudged. Like, isn't it the NBA can, where Can't everyone... you always find some – if Arizona won it, even though they had a good, a very this strong year, mathematical yeah. chance, and yeah. we all Bettman wants his Arizona Coyotes. I, I get it. There's probably – There a... was an excuse for everyone yeah. this year. That was the one case, Especially though. Especially a week before their vote. Yeah. You could have said, oh, Arizona, they, they got to get a new arena. Let's give them Bedard so they get, they get that vote that passes. Like, you could come up with any scenario and what you want. Here's the thing that I'm going to boil it down to. Um, Gary Bettman has been in this job since 1992, 1993. He's on track to become the longest serving commissioner in pro sports history, which I think is one of the things that he's hanging on to, to get to. Hmm. Does anyone really think that he's going to, he's willing to, to stain or tarnish and wipe out his entire 30 plus year legacy? to rig a lottery to get him to one get a player to one city or another. Like I'm sorry, like I, I just I don't see it. How do you what's your what are you seeing on reaction with it Chicago, given that, you know, they made more money in season ticket sales last night than they were fined for the entire sexual abuse cover up. So it's a horrible look. Yeah, right? I mean I 
I saw all the tweets. I, I get what people are saying, um, and I and I understand some of the criticism too of of the punishment and penalty, where people were saying, "Hey, um, like consider some of these other things." Arizona, they held a pre-draft workout and they lost their first round pick. The New Jersey Devils signed Ilya Kovalchuk to a contract that was legal at the time, and they lost their first round pick. And then the comparison was the Chicago Blackhawks uh, covered up sexual abuse and they did not lose their first round pick and won Connor Bedard. Like, I understand where that criticism comes in and I think that part of it is valid. I also don't think that has anything to do with the results last night. Agreed, yeah. I think that's part of what's happening though, right? When you see people angry and screaming, they wanted some sort of karmic thing to happen and it didn't and then they're screaming conspiracy. It's not rational. It's well, human if, behavior. If karma was a real thing, then the Anaheim Ducks would have won last night because they were the team that lost Crosby in 2005. It was them and the Penguins. I mean, you could you could cook this any which way you want to try and produce a result that fits your narrative. Um, I, I'm just here to tell you, like I, I saw the people in my in my mention saying, "Look at you today, just carrying the NHL's water." If there's nothing to hide, how come there were three reporters in there writing it and witnessing it? This is just you're you're covering up for the NHL with this story. Like I, I've I've been among the most critical reporters of the NHL in in the last 15 years. I, I have no skin in the game. I have no water for anyone to carry. I like. I'm telling you what I saw with my own eyes, did, and did, and I know you could say, oh well, did you did you weigh all the balls that they used? Like they used the same balls for the second draw. If there was an issue, the same numbers would have came up. Did you have anything on that, Red? I saw you kind of. We're gonna jump in. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, dailyfaceoff.com. You can go and read Frank's stuff. It is good stuff, Frank. Good work on that. And uh, honestly, I, I think that I'm, I'm genuinely kind of entertained by Gary. There's kind of some tongue-in-cheek humor there. I think he recognizes. He knows he's a smart guy. He knows who he is and what he is and what his uh, – the optics, all that that he has. So I was – I mean, it can, it can be done better for sure. And I, I think it's – I don't know. Now, as far as Chicago, he recognizes concerned. that he made a joke. He made a joke with the cards. He said, "Like, hey, you better get those cards right. We don't need any issues." Like, that's a direct quote from yeah. in the room. And yet, they still had a production issue. Like, live TV mm -hmm. shit happens. It does. So, as far as the Hawks moving forward, and then we can move on because there was the Oilers and that they played last night. So, just looking at the draft capital that the Blackhawks have, two firsts this year two first next year to the year after something like that. And then four second rounders, two second rounders the year after two, they, they have got a shit ton of picks in the next three years in the first three rounds of each of those drafts. This has and cap the, space up the year. This has the real makings of uh 2.0 kind of stuff in Chicago, doesn't it? And you're forgetting about the three first rounders that they picked last year in Montreal already that are in their system. Right. It, it's, what I like about what the Blackhawks have done is they ripped the Band-Aid off. There was, you know, this is a very clear direction that we're going in. These are all of the pieces that we're jettisoning. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves uh, really appreciate what you've done here, but you're not coming back. Yeah. Um, we'll put a statue up and a, and a banner for you. And they didn't tank. 
in 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 the sense that it's not like they sat out pieces or they dressed a third goalie or did any sort of weird shenanigans. From the trade deadline on, they had one of the they if not the worst, one of the worst records in the league because they traded away all their pieces. They got rid of everyone. They signed players last year to one-year deals to get draft capital, to get a second-round pick for Max Domi, et cetera, et cetera. I just like that it's very clear and open. Here's what we're doing. This is going to really suck for a, a number of years. Our team is going to be brutal. But we're trying to grab as many of the pieces that we can, and we're not confused about where we are in this process that we're we're hoarding prospects right now. That's what we're doing, getting as much draft capital as we can, and we got to hit on our picks. So, what does it look like for them moving forward? Do you see them moving some of those assets for current players? Do you see them being involved in this free agent class that you called one of the worst of all time not long ago? Do you see them chasing after some teams in cap trouble? Like, there, there's lots of ways to weaponize the things they have. Uh, they're involved in all those things, I think, already. Um, I think. Um, They've, I think they've engaged in conversation with teams that have cap issues to try and take players off of their hands to get more draft capital. I think they're expecting to be bad again next season. I think what getting Connor Bedard does, it, they've never set a timeline. I've always sort of viewed it as five years from now. So sometime in the 2027-28 range uh, that they'll have a chance to be competitive again. I think that has been sped up by two years, something like that. Um, and what it does do this summer is put some pressure on them to sign players, I think, to short-term, short-money deals that can provide a better support system for Connor Bedard. Um, you can't just have him uh, come in and, and throw him to the wolves. You've got, um, you know, nothing, essentially, on your roster. You know, you look this at, right at where yeah. the Blackhawks are at for, for next year. Tyler Johnson, Jason Dickinson, and Colin Blackwell are your three highest paid forwards. I mean, you, you, you need to get a couple pieces to bring in there to help him next year to get his feet wet. But I think the exciting part about that, too, is that you're now open to a whole different, you know, category of players. People are going to want to be in Chicago now. They know the city is a great one to live in. The, the fan base is obviously excited by the ticket sales and you get to play with an unbelievable talent in Connor Bedard. It changes every part of the outlook instead of here, come take a million dollars to get, to get your D kicked in next season. Uh, now you can actually play with a good player in a good market. I don't know if you saw that, Rhett. Did you, uh, what over 5 million, $5.2 million in season ticket sales in well, the so 12 the first hours? 90 minutes was two and a half million. That's so wild. It's, yeah. It's been a, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, oh, we're gonna suck. It's not going to matter because people have already bought their tickets. Well, so it's a great. It's they're a great gonna spot. suck less with this guy. Yeah, and and look. people are gonna like to, to Frank's point. It's a great city, and all of a sudden, yeah, free agents. Mm -hmm. Why not go to the next five years? Is gonna be very exciting, you would think. Well, and there's there's a lot of guys with one year left. Like we talked about the Matthew situation in Toronto. DeBrinket's in a similar spot in Ottawa, where it's like he's coming up to a spot where, like, there's there's a lot of you know the the cap is flat. This is a great time to be the Hawks with, with Bedard there. It's not like there's massive bidding wars for guys if they come up UFA right now. Not a lot of teams have the space nor the sex appeal they'll have moving forward. I, I want to throw a number at you. Not next season, but the season after when yeah. the cap 
is probably going to be somewhere in the $90 million range. They have $16 million committed. That's it. Like they're going to have yeah. $70 plus million plus in cap space to spend, so, which is crazy. Really quick, on that note, I, I know there's been a long conversation all year long, and maybe this is nerdy, maybe this is interesting. The, the notion that, well, the IOU isn't paid back from the players to the owners from the pandemic yet. It's almost done. And until it's done, we're not moving up the cap. This feels like a negotiation. I don't think there's much worse in Gary Bettman's world than a cap moving up a half million dollars or a million dollars and then jumping 10%. I mean, that's when we see crazy GM spend and like massive inflation. Would they not want to stagger that a bit? Or does this feel like with a new PA boss that some, some other thing's going to get... You know, it's going to be horse trading if they try to do that. It just seems to be flat one year and then $10 million the next is, is wacko to me. Yeah, it's, that's not going to work. And I think everyone recognizes that. I think the trouble with that is because everyone recognizes it and because it is a negotiation and because players were essentially given $1.25 billion in loans, which they have now paid back or close to it. Yeah. The league wants something in return. You know how this works. You just mm -hmm. mentioned how Gary Bettman's a smart guy and, and knows who he is and what he is. He ain't afraid to stick his hand out and say, what are you going to do for us? Yeah. We'll increase the cap, but what's it worth to you? So there is, I believe, an ask in return. Uh, I've published what I believe the ask to be. The players have a series of outstanding HRR claims going back, I think, three seasons, mm. which I believe results in more than $100 million in claims. I think Gary Bettman wants them to walk from those claims in exchange for the cap going up by a certain threshold next season, which they can do without increasing the escrow cap. So um, it will be a negotiation, and this will be the first test for Marty Walsh, the new NHLPA executive director. That was my nerd question. I, got I was going to say, it's yeah. got some escrow in there. That's always yeah. good. Uh, is there anything most eye eyebrow raising from round two? Is it the three nothing Florida lead? Is it Seattle up on Dallas? Uh, what do you What have you taken? Vegas on the first? last night. Yeah, Ooh. Vegas again. And the Devils were down 0-2 to the Rangers, came back and won, down 0-2 to Carolina. They win game three, game four coming up tonight. I guess just thoughts as we sit here heading into tonight. Yeah, the easy answer is the Leafs being presented with an absolute uh, unbelievable path, a freak, a free card to the Stanley cup final. I mean, not to overstate it, but like someone just for forever, we've been building up this idea, not me, but in, in the marketplace of got to win around. You have to win around, just win around because the thought process on the other end of that all season long was, yeah, but then you got to face the Boston Bruins in round two, and they have the best regular season record in terms of points and wins in NHL history, 100-plus years. Well, someone did you the ultimate favor of knocking them off in round one in game seven when they had a lead in the final minute, and now you come out and you absolutely spit the bit in round two. Your best players, your core four, they're on a milk carton. And oh, by the way, your GM doesn't have a contract for next year and Austin Matthews needs a new one. And is the cap going up? Can they afford to keep this core in place? 
longer? Should they, given the fact that their best players in the biggest moments have folded like a cheap tent in a soft wind? I mean, you tell me. I can't think of a bigger storyline, and I think it's amazing that they have to wallow in it for an additional 48 hours, given the fact that they played Sunday and then not again until Wednesday. I wouldn't be surprised to see them roll over. We talked about it the other day, and the more we got into it, the the more layers there, there were. But Austin Matthews, a year away from free agency, he will have the day he's eligible to sign an extension with the Leafs, a no trade clause kick in. Like, have you seen a player at this age with more leverage in a situation? Oh, and by the way, the GM, his contract expires the day before that, too. A GM that he he loves, by the way. Like, Kyle Dubas and and Austin Matthews are extremely close. Um, Leverage, it's funny because he has it in terms of the marketplace. He has it knowing that he can get it on the free agent market. But in some ways, it's it's fascinating how he hits this moment in time because he's been earning $11.6 million a year for what will have been four of the five years to this point on the contract. And yet, as you consider where he's heading on his next deal after a subpar for him, for mere mortals, 40-goal season, mm-hmm. and what has been – you could look at the points this postseason and say, oh, if you never watch the games, like, oh, that's pretty impressive – the game on Sunday was the first game all playoffs long that Austin Matthews didn't have a point. Mm -hmm. But if you look at these first three games of the series, and if you look at games five, six, and seven of just about every series that he's played to this point, he's more or less been a nothing burger. So when you look at that and you consider moving forward, oh, Nathan McKinnon, he gets a big raise from 6.3 to 12.6. I made the argument on Toronto radio on Monday that there is not a chance in hell that you can make a case that Austin Matthews deserves one penny more than Nathan McKinnon. But I thought about it and I want to amend that statement. I don't see a world in which Austin Matthews deserves a penny more than David Pasternak got. He, he's had the benefit of this big money five-year deal that neither McKinnon nor Pasternak had to fill his bank account. And I think if you look at Pasternak and McKinnon, are their seasons any less impressive than what Austin Matthews has put together? Maybe last year and, and, and Matthews hitting 60 goals, but Pasternak's right there over the last number of years. But neither of those guys got to market, Frank. I think that's a pretty big difference, isn't it? Negotiating with the team you want to stay with versus all 32 teams. That seems like a huge difference. Who said Austin Matthews is going to get to market? Well, I mean, if you're saying he doesn't deserve a penny more, it's like, sure, but the market might bear more than that, especially if you're telling me the cap's going up $8 million the year he's jumping in on a new deal. The market will, but you gotta you got to walk. you yep. got to have the cojones to walk. It what just, will that do? Like, I mean, I just, this is why I find it so fascinating. It's like if he isn't super keen to stay in Toronto, and the way he negotiated that last deal, it's like give me everything. I want all the money, and I want to get to free agency the first year possible. I'm not giving you term. You're not getting a deal on, on money either. Why is his he and his agent going to be easy to deal with now? Well, you know, I could have been better. I'll take less. This is a guy that's wanted max the whole way through. Why is that going to change? And the thing with the no-move clause, I mean, if he's willing to walk as a free agent at the end of the year, is he – depending on what the situation is, is he really going to, you know, 
He can go where he wants right now, or like this summer or next summer, right? Like you either use that no trade. I just mean in terms of leverage. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that the no move necessarily has Toronto like shit. Like it, it, it limits them potentially. But if he's leaving, uh, yeah, it's less about Toronto. It's more about yeah. Austin. Like he gets to pick his path here pretty yeah, quick. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, it's yeah. It, like if he wants to be the highest paid player in the league, I he could probably find someone to do it. Could he not get Arizona with their immense? You know, twelve point six, and like, am I overpaid? Sure, I was overpaid my last year. Sure. I'll continue to get overpaid. I'm going home. I don't have to worry about playing in this freaking fishbowl. And you know what? Something in the mix wasn't right. We'll reset here. How's your time, Frank? You got more stuff coming. What do you got to go? You got dude. I don't have any better time spent than with you guys. Oh, nice. I wanted to ask you about Gerard Gallant. He was let go by the Rangers. Two quick seasons. Last year, second in the Metro, 52 wins. They went to the third round before losing to Tampa Bay. This year, they had that two games to none lead, and Oof. then New Jersey came back. And I mean, still, it was 107 points, 47 wins. It's not. It's a, It's pretty good for a guy to lose his job. I it's just the same wonder... as his last stop. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just... really, really good, and they got him. And it's like, oh, man. Even in Florida. Is, this is his track record. He does really well. They, they somehow just missed wildly high expectations, and he's gone too soon. 47 wins in Florida, first in the Atlantic, 22 games into the next year. They're 11-10-1. They fire him. He goes to oh, Vegas, man. cup finals year-round. They lost it to San Jose with round that one. freak thing Crazy in round one. Crazy Pavelski penalty. And then he was gone halfway through the next season at 24-19-5, and, and then the Rangers for two years. The dude's got one of the best pointing percentages of all time, and he gets run every two, three years. What's... Yeah, because you're getting his track record wrong. That's why. Oh, tell us more. So his track record is read between the lines. Tell He's us. difficult to work with. Okay. He doesn't take suggestions. He's stubborn. He doesn't like anyone that's managing him. That's his boss to tell him what to do, who to put in his lineup. There's no collaboration. Hmm. He's a really nice guy. He's a good guy. Uh, he's he's a pain in the arse to work with. That's that that's why you have success and you you get pushed out. The players all like playing for him. He's an easy guy to play for. Uh, there's no he can be critical. He can be biting uh, in terms of his commentary, particularly post game. You saw that in in certain games uh, in the first round where he just absolutely ripped their top six. But for the most part. He gets a lot out of his players because they like him. Uh, but it's obvious now watching that track record of of regular season success that not a lot of people like employing him for those reasons. So uh, there's a push and pull. Like I don't, I'm not saying he's wrong or he's right or everyone does their job a little bit differently. And he'd probably point to it and say, "Leave me the f alone. Look at my track record in the regular season. Look at my." playoffs and and the rounds that i've won in the last number of years and i i get it from his side too um i'm just telling you what it is yeah and that's what i was going to ask because we remember how unceremoniously dumped with florida he was they left mm -hmm. him out behind the rink to catch a cab they, yeah you know, it was a bullshit story right like it, the vegas thing obviously after you go to the cup final i guess the the vice was tight and everything there but it's it's a lot of success to be dumped that quickly three and again columbus three years no playoffs tough okay it's a kind of a, a lot of coaches go to columbus and don't succeed but there there was on ice success here but yet the guy it's three years or three teams in a short amount of time so 
was kind of curious. So I'll give you a potential landing spot for Gerard Gallant. Uh, he's a Detroit Red Wing. Uh, gets along real well with Steve Eiserman. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone in the Red Wings organization, including Steve Eiserman, was real happy with the comments that um, uh, their coach, Derek Lalon made on Sportsnet in round one. And Which one specifically? Sorry. Yeah. Did, where, where were you in Mexico on a beach? I absolutely was for a while there. I mean, I did remember him sort of poking through some Vasilevsky stuff, which I thought was, Ooh, that's a little behind the curtain, but give me more. That that was it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he made those comments and they felt like he crossed the line. And I don't think Steve Eiserman was happy. So I wonder if, you know, obviously you're not gunning your coach based on that, but maybe that shortens the leash a little bit. And if Steve Eiserman likes Gerard Gallant, then... Maybe he's a good associate coach. So then back to New York, who do you see as a solution as head coach? And then secondly, if we rewind the clock a little, Jeff Gorton did a masterful job building this thing. Chris Drury sort of got airlifted in when it was in you know the theoretical championship window. How do you view that whole you know upper half of the organization right now? Um, I think Chris Drury faced some significant pressure from – look, their ownership is volatile – um, Jim Dolan does not mess around. There was pressure, I think, in November, if my time frame is correct, um, to make a coaching change then. Chris Drury resisted it, uh, didn't want to do it a year and two months in. And they rebounded and obviously made the playoffs. But in terms of looking at where they head next, the one thing about the Rangers that's interesting is they've been very aggressive. They've given up a lot of draft capital in the last few years to take these runs, and they've got two rounds to show for it. Now, those two rounds are, I don't know, more than the Calgary Flames have to show for it. Um, but I'm just, you know, tongue in cheek. That, you know, now moving forward, how aggressive do you be the next time around? If you give up first, second, third, fourth, and then that's last year, and then this year, first and second, it's a lot. Um, and, and they've now got some big question marks, you know, Patrick Kane, obviously he needs surgery. I, I don't, I, I don't, can he return? Will he return? Does he want to sign in New York? Did he like it? Uh, what do they do on the coaching front uh, Vladimir Tarasenko? Is he gone? And then, you know, I think what it does when you make a coaching change like this is it puts pressure on you to get it right. So will you go with an inexperienced guy? They have someone at the NHL level, at least is inexperienced. Chris Knobloch, that I think has done a great job in Hartford. Um, do you go with a more experienced guy? Do you go with someone like a Peter Laviolette? So pick a coach off the scrap heap this time around and say, we're going to take our chances with this guy. I don't know what the right answer is. Um, they've got a lot to figure out. Here in Calgary, Don Maloney, the uh, president of Hockey Ops, uh, was talking with Flames TV, their online stuff yesterday or the day before, talking about amateur meetings coming up, amateur scouting meetings in a couple weeks. They hope to have a GM in place by then. A couple weeks being a a little vague, but it's a couple weeks. So I don't know how many teams, if if they want to talk to the Carolina GM, like I just there's some teams that are still playing hockey. This this Eight. due diligence and the search that they want to do is it going to be? Are you going to get to talk to everybody you want in the next two weeks, or what do we expect here? Yeah, I think their process is beginning to ramp up. Uh, I think there's, as we've talked about, some easy internal interviews to consider. 
Craig Conroy, uh, Brad Pascal, I think is, is going to get an interview as well. Um, you know, I, I've heard it and, and I've seen the report about Stan Bowman likely being in the mix and he is subject to the same penalty as Joel Quinville that he will need a commissioner's approval before being able to return to the NHL. I don't anticipate any issue there. Um, there's a lot to unpack with Stan Bowman, but, um, he has done the work. He's been working hand in hand with Sheldon Kennedy and the respect group, uh, getting a lot of their stuff off the ground in terms of, uh, uh, junior hockey and, and the landscape there, you can dig in and, and find out more. And I, and I will report it at some point, but Stan Bowman has, has put in a ton of work, uh, behind the scenes to be ready to get back in. Um, and then we'll see what other, how wide of a net they cast in terms of other people that they'd like to speak to. Um, it's 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 heating up. It's going to begin to heat up. So I, I, I imagine the the Sheldon Kennedy piece is a massive one, given that this feels like a PR disaster if that stuff isn't going on, and it may still be even if that stuff it, that you're reporting is happening has happened. It, it, the, the, he was a pretty central figure in the sexual assault or abuse scandal, whatever you want to call it. No, he was. Um, and I think, look, I, I've done my own reporting and due diligence. Um, I've had conversations with the people that were involved and I have a real good understanding and feel for what happened and what didn't. Some of that is their own story to tell. Uh, but I can give you the quick sort of Cole's notes version in case anyone is curious. And in case anyone is critical of, what may play out next. I think when you read it and try and boil it down, the report from Jenner and Block um, that came out about the sexual abuse of, of Kyle Beach, it, it sounds gruesome and it sounds horrible, but that's not necessarily what people knew at the time then. And I can tell you with a great deal of confidence on my own end, um, that that's not what Stan Bowman knew and that's not what Joel Quenville knew. Um, the stuff about, you know, uh, Kyle Beach essentially being held at, at baseball bat and, and coerced into doing uh, sexual acts with a video coach, um, that's, that's not what those guys were told in the moment in 2010. Uh, they were essentially, you know, to paraphrase, told that, quote, something weird happened between a video coach and a player. Um, and in the same meeting without any more details being transpired or told, uh, they were also told by their president and CEO, John McDonough, I'll handle this. I got it. They were in game five or six of the Western conference final. It's 2010, uh, trying to advance to their first Stanley cup final in however long. And when your boss tells you he's got it and you think something weird happened, but you don't know what it was, I'm not absolving Stan Bowman or Joel Quenville by any stretch of the imagination. They have an obligation to ask more questions and follow up. I also think the attitude and time was a little bit different then. But when you're told those things, the first time that they actually read and heard how gruesome it was, was when the report came out. So I think it's real dangerous to um, want to cast dispersions, not saying that they should get off scot-free. I also think that we need to have a larger conversation as a society about uh, what the proper penalty is that, you know, 
there, I don't, I don't believe these people should be handed death sentences that they should have the ability to not work again. Um, they weren't the ones doing the abusing. They weren't the ones I believe propping up an abuser. They were told a very certain thing and that's what played out. So mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that. That's my understanding of the situation. If it were to come up again with Stan Bowman. Did they feed you guys at the draft lottery? Like what kind Ooh. of, <laughs> it's funny you said that. Cause I, I, I can't do his accent real well. The New Yorker Gary was like, come over here, get a chicken finger. That's <laughs> like, all right. I think I'll wait till you leave. Savarelli, okay. come get a chicken finger. Yes, hey, Savarelli, get over <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Frank. Uh, good to see you uh, made it to Secaucus and back. Uh, all well and good. Yeah, all in one piece. There see you, you guys. Thanks, buddy. Frank Saravelli, our NHL insider, a presentation of Bonton Meat Market since 1921. I mean, they're now at 28 Crowfoot Circle. Haven't always been there, but the one thing that's always been there Jeez. has been, you know, treating everybody like family, settling for nothing less than the best. If it's on the, if it's in the showcase, if it's on the floor, if it's up for sale, it is the very best. AAA Alberta beef, free-range poultry, grain-fed Alberta lamb, milk-fed veal, fresh Alberta pork, Calgary Consumer Choice Award winner again for best deli meat market. Online, bontonmeatmarket.com. But as we say, we. Uh, we encourage you to go and see it. it is, it's like a time machine. It's like stepping back in time to the good, the old, good old days. The good old days, buddy. Yeah, you betcha. Hi, Rhett. <laughs> Hello. Lots there. Wow, that was dense. And, I, that, and honestly, some Oof. very important context from Frank there, too. On lots of stuff. I've been asked a couple times about Stan Bowman. And, uh, I mean, there's two layers to it. Um, there's the hockey side and then there's, you know, the, the off ice side. And f for me, the, just the, the hockey portion, I know he was along with Dale Talon and that whole group when it, it is it Dale Talon's team it's that won of, three cups or is it Stan Bowman's team that it's won both, three cups? but yeah, like all the superstars were acquired under Talon, weren't they? Yeah. Like, and that's not to suggest that's, you know, like, well, nothing was done since then. I mean, there's lots of GMs that have acquired superstars and have one shit. Like, yeah. it, you do have to round out that roster. Um, but then, like, as we talk about a bunch, it was, like, the huge Seabrook contract. And, like, after they won that third cup, there's been almost no winning. And it was clear to everyone it was time to move along. I think longer before Stan Bowman wanted to acknowledge it. And yeah. th there was a lot of mem moves. Like, you look at that Seth Jones trade. That's just fucking awful. Why? You, you, do you understand where you are in the life cycle? You give up two firsts for that? When you think, yeah, because you think of that whole, and I might be off on Corey Crawford, but I think Crawford's in that mix too, that we're all under the talent watch. The Kane, Taves, Seabrook, Keith, Crawford, yeah, those are your stars. Sharp, yeah. Hosa, those were all talent moves. Well, Hosa might have been later, but yeah. I mean, either way, it's, yeah, you, you can't just say it's one guy's cup team. The, so one, the one guy also forgot how to put offer sheets together and all that, like or the the qualifying. Remember that? Whoops! Yeah, I forgot to qualify so, can, these players. It, I'm going to ask you again. I'm I'm a question guy now. Apparently, oh good. I was asking lots of questions yesterday. So, just as a, a a funsies, if you had changed spots with Dale Talon, would you have had as much success as him or Stan Bowman? or let's say even Kyle Dubas in Toronto. The point I'm trying to get to is I'm not 
taking away any work ethic or understanding of the game or having a direction you want to go in. But it's not brilliance to draft in the top three and have a superstar. Is it? No, and a no. lot of T- taking Taves at two plays whatever, out. Yeah, like that's yeah, taking Taves and and Kane, sure, but yeah. that was your success, right? Like those are your pillars. My point being, we we do revere these guys as mild, these amazing. It's brilliant. I would, I would argue, there are probably guys <laughs> doing GMing uh, fantasy teams. That would have do just as good. Do you get my point? One hundred percent. It's yeah. like when you're we, gifted we generational superstars. We want, yeah. But, yeah, but this is not, and it happens all the time. And if you fail, if the Buffalo Sabers had gotten the McDavid sweepstakes win in the draft, Tim Murray would have a job in the NHL. Oh my God, he's brilliant! Look at how they're doing, right? I, so yeah, the challenges that come with, with the superstars isn't uh, is my team going to be good? It's can we get them over the hump, get them a championship, and how do I now manage the cap when I'm paying these stars? And that's kind of what we've watched Edmonton which, try to figure out, right? They, and they've only been to round three once, so you know they've had some poor gming. There's been some good gming. There's been a lot of in the middle. There's, there's a lot of teams that have luck. got two superstars, but you know. Yeah, and but I'm not just making as I'm 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 talking in general as a general manager. Mm-hmm. Do we do we revere them too much? I think what you want the to do is have a checklist and say, okay, how 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 is this guy managing the cap? How is this guy in draft and develop? Because clearly, to your point, if you're gifted four superstars, that's not GM wisdom, right? And even there, if yes, I, I'm guessing if you're a GM and you talk about the draft. You will. Are, are you not almost somewhat deferring to your scouting staff and your head of pro? Which you theoretically have built, right? Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. Who you hire? Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. Is there? Name me five really unique GMs that are going about it so differently that that's that's personal brilliance. There. That's not you. The three of us, and I'm not even joking. Yeah. We could literally run a NHL franchise. You put it if we put in fourteen hour days or sixteen hour days or twenty hour days, you're going to learn it. You're gonna learn who's good. You're gonna have reporting. Someone's we would struggle with the numbers, Dean. I'm sorry on that we'll side. Hire We're people going to have to find people. Yeah, somebody to bring in to to assist us yeah, with that. Scouting but staff, they all have those yeah. guys. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And they all have those guys too. I'm not making light of anything guys do and this and that. But I just, I, I, uh, the point I'm trying to get across is sometimes I think that we put too much stock or compliment in what what happens out there. Well, I think I we, don't think yeah. that. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, do we right? Like the guy, the one guy that jumps. Sorry, let no. me finish. Just the one guy that jumps out to me is in Carolina. Tulski. They seem to go about yeah. it in a unique fashion. Yeah, which is almost owner-directed since he took over. There's sort of been this <laughs> think yeah. about the world differently. And, you know, Tulski's always been an incredibly sharp data guy. Like, don't pay for goalies. They're incredibly volatile. They don't give them term. Buy off low years, well, and, and sell on high would... years. Like, there's just philosophies that those are all data-driven. But he's not a front-facing GM. If you've heard any interviews with him, he's not good at that. But he's is he the, the GM? perfect AGM. 
No, he's AGM. He's not the GM, yeah. right? So it's Don Waddell. So is Don yeah. Waddell the guy, or is Tulski, or is it the owner who says, no, we're not spending on on the goalie, and we're not yeah. spending on Dougie Hamilton, and we're not – no, that's – so – Yeah, no, and, and so what we're asking is, like, how do we assign credit to one person rather than an organization? I always think it's the same thing with AGMs. Like, how in the world do you know who a good AGM or a bad AGM is when the, it's the GM that's going to make the final decision anyway? I could be at the table making great suggestions every day or shitty ones every day, and no one's going to know because the GM's got final say. And that's why it's like we like this concept of, oh, our AGMs, this guy in grooming that's going to be amazing. The only people that really know if he's any good or not are in the room with him, and those people aren't telling you what's yeah. up necessarily, right? And that's not talking about Connie. It's every yeah. fucking team. Like, It's really every- hard to parse through – but when you see teams continually have wins in areas that are difficult, like the draft, like in picking up guys that are like Nachushkin who've done nothing and bloom into stars, like that's where I think like, okay, this organization is doing something a little bit differently. That's where I would try to hunt for jewels. But it's just... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's so hard to pinpoint that because it's hard to be consistent with that. You bring up Nachushkin. Great. Yeah. Well, but there's teams that swing and miss all the time too, right? And you think that it's going to work. I would argue that the best asset a GM or the biggest move a GM can make because I think all that other stuff can be compartmentalized and you can have good scouts and, and, and numbers guys. And really, if you're drafting into top three, are you, are you screwing this up or even a top five? Yes. Maybe further down the draft, there might be a four, four, five, six round pick that turns out. But again, I think those are, those are half flukes. I don't think it's a strategy. What I would think is almost the most telling or the toughest thing a GM has to do is decide who's the right fit to coach this group of kids that I've put together. Because that can, right, that that is more indicative of a, a direct 
are we going to have success or not? Because if you put the wrong coach in place, your team will crater no matter what you've done a lot of times. If you put the right guy in place, your team will rise up and all of a sudden you, you, you've got growth and you've got guys buying into it and success follows. There are some GMs to your, and I think it's to your point when they make a move and just kind of the average, just the not huge hockey fan, but just, I, I, I've got a favorite team. I watch a lot of hockey when the, the hockey world are be like, Ooh, that does not seem like a good deal. And then it's a bad deal. It's like, how does this guy get? And it's, it's not always that way. It, it, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think that there's, it's like any boss, your, your success is often directly linked to how good your employees are and how well your business runs. Yeah, and how can and, you empower those people that you've got underneath you, right? So, like that felt like a big issue here. This GM wasn't going to be able to succeed if he couldn't be on the same page as the coach. Not coming back. So what you're saying, Rhett, co-GMs, Calgary Flames. Well, I just I, – we put – I honestly, I just uh, – you can have different plans. I just don't know that the what differentiates a lot of these guys, like yeah. from Stan Bowman, taking aside the political side of things, from Stan Bowman to who to Craig Conroy to Brad Pasco to Don Maloney to whoever else is the sure. guy that you mentioned earlier as a GM, right? Like, I, is there really that much difference in what like when they go in for an interview with Don Maloney? Are they really presenting a different, really unique strategy that's kind of like, whoa, that that is really left field. I mm-hmm. never thought about it that way. Or is it fairly, eh, I'm going to focus on this, but I like that. I'm gonna, the, right? Like, I feel like a lot of it is similar. Yeah, there'd be some I guess I don't care. mild stylistic <laughs> things. But I, I agree. I think you're, you're not necessarily reinventing the wheel. I think there's very few candidates that, that are that. And I don't know that those guys are necessarily guys leaving. Like Are supported or good. Yeah. So get the cheapest guy you can. Chief and then we'll chips. freak out oh, and say, you went him. for the cheapest you're guy. You're killing Connie here. He's negotiating right now. And you're t- killing him on the dollars. Your kid sent me a video. I don't know if you knew this. Coming from Buffalo. Yeah, no, this was the, the, it must have been the Pittsburgh trip. Outdoor Dental with Dr. Jay Patel. Outdoor.dental is the website. We've been talking about it. People have been asking, so the snoring thing, is this for it? It is for real. Yes, it's the Solea laser treatment. They use it for their dental work, but it also works for, uh, for snoring treatments. Increasing the tension in the soft palate at the back of your, uh, your jib to reduce snoring, non-surgical, pain-free, a little topical pain, a little kind of numbing agent, and then two 15-minute treatments. They get in there, and before you know it, that soft palate tightens up, and uh, you're getting better sleep. The people around you are getting better sleep, but mostly for yourself. You're getting better sleep, and you're feeling better. You're more active. You're more, you have more energy to do things, and I don't know if this this was sent to me by, uh, I think it was by the oldest uh, son, you were yeah, in the other two don't have yeah you were in pittsburgh you went to ball games here you are i don't know it's, it's some kind of a pub or something and wait i don't know that's my red shirt it's the middle of the day sun's oh, out dear red. A phone right up there yeah you got your phone is it a wallet pack of darts what do we got there Rhett? <laughs> jesus 
Yes, that's the TV remote. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, in the hotel room must have been. Your kid's shaky camera. Talk to him about it, would you? Well, he was scared. Oh. That. Starting a lawnmower. I'll be honest. I'm not sure Outdoor Dental can fix all of that. It's <laughs> a lot there to fix. <laughs> but we'll start with Outdoor Dental, right? We'll, let the, <laughs> we'll start with the snoring. Was, Jesus. Well, yeah, you sleep, you feel better, you don't snore, you, you oh, get man. better sleep. Yeah, it all starts. That's where you got to begin. Probably less pain in your neck, too. I think that's got to hurt at some point. Oh, there you man. go. Outdoor Dental, oh. they are leading the way. Dentistry with no needles, no drills, no stress. The Soleil laser is state-of-the-art. They do the 3D printing for your crowns. The uh, Anything that's going on with in terms of the world of dental, it's, uh, it's Outdoor Dental. One to two minutes. You get in there, they're going to be able to take a look at your situation in your jib and point you in the right pain-free direction. Dental implant treatment. They use cutting-edge dental technology to ensure you're happy, healthy, and feel confident in your results. Outdoor.dental.com. Dr. J. Patel. Dr. J. Good guy. Good guy. Uh, we'll do the Pinder report here in a moment, but we, we talked about Kevin Weeks and <laughs> the... Uh, the snafu, I guess. So I, I it just feeds all everything Frank's talking about, right? Because it's like, whose phone didn't fill up last night with, it's rigged. This is a conspiracy. Like that yeah, was all night. It was either they all don't night. deserve it, or Chicago's won too much, or uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know. It's uh, I think Frank went on uh, about it, but for for poor Weeksy, here he is trying to, and I said it yesterday, doing these things, Bloody hosting these these shows it's one of the worst jobs in the world because it's painfully boring and how do you make it interesting and you're talking to hockey people that don't really want to be there they don't want to be on zoom sure don't but this is what it was so the first clip is kevin weeks throwing to break and then it's bill daly coming back from break and even on the first uh, part of this clip, you'll notice there's the, the draft board. They show here's here's Ooh. where it is, and here's who's left. Um, here's what we're doing. Here's, here's where we're, we're going. Quick break, but when we come back, this is, uh, this is what we're going to be seeing. So there's three teams left on the board. You'll notice in the top left, but uh, Weeksy kind of jumps the gun hmm. a little bit here. Hmm. Come on, Weeksy. Weeksy. And there is our first change in the order, with Columbus dropping to third. So now either Anaheim or Chicago will select first overall. Anaheim has never selected first overall. And the last time Chicago drafted number one was when they took future Hall of Famer Patrick Kane. We'll be back. Good luck to each of Anaheim, Columbus, and Chicago. <laughs> Start with number three. The number three overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to oh. Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, how could Jeez. you how could oh, we have seen that coming? Oh. How could you have known? <laughs> so the the problem is that they're doing so much to make this look shiny and interesting when it's not. It's just bald Bill Daly flipping cards that 90 minutes before all this happened and that's what to Frank's yeah. point you televised because now someone puts the wrong part of the script on Kevin Weeks's Weeks's sheet and it only yeah. increases the conspiracy theory, right? How did he know? That Columbus was going to pick third. Poor Weeksy. 
I th- sure got paid politely to host that Daly. shit. Oh, Weeks, yeah, I think he's a good guy. I've never heard a bad word about Kevin Weeks. It's all over your TV. He's telling you to gamble. He's telling you this isn't rigged. He's doing all kinds of things. He's telling you Columbus is dropping. I, myself, am a fan. Catching. He's catching fish in Seattle. He's telling yeah, you there's that's a right. team coming to Atlanta. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, did he blow on there, too? Did he have? Well, I think there's this arena project up and yeah, up the. Sure we'll see. All right. Time for the Pinder Report, a presentation of Village Honda. They, of course, located in the Northwest Autumn Mall. They're online at villagehonda.com. They're your dealership for life. They're still looking for those used vehicles. If you've got a quality used vehicle, they are they're, they're going to want to talk to you. Million-dollar buying event continues. Even if you don't buy uh, theirs, they, they might buy yours. Nice and one. a tropical cruise for two exclusively at Village Honda, who present the Pinder Report. All right, boys. We start where we just sort of finished there with the draft lottery. The Calgary Flames were one lottery ball away, Dean, uh, from not getting Connor Bedard. But, uh, yep, the second draw. If it was a 13 instead of a 6, Calgary would have drafted 6th overall, which, again, sounds close, but really isn't. There's lots of numbered balls in there. So, yeah. There were a lot of teams that were one ball away. Yes. Yeah. Never a ball away from a hole-in-one. Maybe, uh, what do they say, hand grenades and horseshoes? Close really doesn't count yeah. for shit. Like, if you're one off from winning the 50-50, like, no, you're not. They might have drawn a totally really different number. I understood that, too, because I feel like yeah. in horseshoes, you need to... Like, no, no, because you can have a ringer, or you can be within a, a length. Is that how it is? Yeah, that's right. Because I feel or like a, a hand grenade, leaner. you don't need to be all that close. Ringer? Like you're gonna... Leaner? Hmm. Hand grenades, yeah, it's bigger. Right? I feel like you've got a little bit more room for... That's fair. Hmm. Depending on how big the hand grenade is. I don't know a lot about hand grenades. Right? You ever throw in a hand grenade? I'm trying to recall. No, I don't think I have. Yeah. Okay. You dropped a bomb in that taxi in Kelowna that one time. Oh, I've done the odd bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. As you noted, the Calgary Flames uh, floated a loose timeline, intentionally or not, for the hiring of a new general manager. As part of the draft day festivities, Brendan Parker of Flames TV chatted with Don Maloney about uh, amateur scouting meetings, la la la. Yes, you would want to have your GM in place for amateur scouting meetings. That makes sense. And they're a few weeks away. And yeah, so that gives us a tighter timeline. I don't know. We've heard a few names leaked, but uh, safe to say this thing is well underway and that doesn't leave a ton of time before we should expect to hear the next general manager of the Calgary Flames. Rhett, have they got back to you? Which, like I said earlier, is irrelevant because they all do the same damn thing. So, I mean, throw a dart at a board and let's go. That's right. Drop may, a bomb may the, and just move may on. the dart land on Rhett. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Let's go to the lottery. Let's see how, uh, well, how's the, how's the internet reacting to last night's extremely well-oiled machine and non-conspiterialism. Uh, top 20 trending topics in the U.S. right now. Top four Blackhawks rigged Bettman Beach. Oh, this is a tough look for the league. Their best possible outcome occurred, which reminded us of one of their worst disciplinary sessions uh, finding $2 million, the Chicago Blackhawks, not, you know, multiple picks for, you know, something like, whoops, we made you put on gym shorts and ride a bike. One seems more egregious than the other. Uh, Frank was talking about Batman's legacy. I feel like a lot of that was on <laughs> Twitter last night. 
that that it is crazy when you look back at the punishment that the organization, the punishment that they were given, like two million dollars to an organization probably valued at over two billion. Like, is that even a parking ticket? I understand that a lot of people that, lost their jobs, but make like, you Jesus. It feeds the conspiracy again. Like Gary, get out of your own way. Wow. Well, more to what Frank was saying too. Like some people didn't know. And it happened anyway, I'm not for kidding. the Chicago Blackhawks. And and again, like some kids came in and rode a bike in Arizona. They lost a first rounder. How many picks did the Blackhawks lo lose for covering up a sexual abuse scandal? Seems weird. Okay, we'll move along. Speaking of Blackhawks, they're back in the money. They sold some tickets last night. And why wouldn't you? Connor Bernard's coming to town in the, uh, yeah, the hours after more than their $2 million fine they paid for the uh, Kyle Beach scandal. Uh, yeah, they've they've recouped that in season tickets with uh, just the Connor Bedard news alone. That feels not right and very wrong. And then, yeah, we had the uh, the Kevin Weeks gaffe that you just played. Aaron Portsline, who we saw, was there. Dave Hodge had this to say, as if the NHL ping-pong lottery wasn't complicated enough. The TV gaffe that took Columbus out of the number one running before Bill Daly announced it almost stole Chicago Bedard's thunder. Embarrassing. Dave Hodge is good from the top rope, isn't he? Mm. Why did they... They pre... You know, they got to get the cards, right? And the bingo balls and all that stuff. But why? Do, then they go live? Why don't they pre-record that as... Like a, yeah, it's stupid. not a lot of it I didn't makes watch sense. a minute of it. I never, it's, it's. You know what this is really I is? I just feel bad for my boy Weeksy. This is boring and dense. That's what this is. You know what we need? Something fun, light, and fluffy. Oh, by the way, the league's uh, refusing to comment. That's going to help this go away too. Uh, do you remember, I think it was, I wasn't sure if it happened on the show or not, but I'm pretty sure it didn't because I don't remember doing it on the show. I remember sending it to friends. There was someone, AI is getting very smart. It's almost got Rhett the GM job already. It's making music. Um, it's creating more AIs of itself. It's going to overrule us very soon, I'm sure, Rhett. Be very worried. Uh, also, though, it, it can create some images and create, you know, like anything you ask it to. I saw a good one of Jeff Bezos as Vin Diesel on Yeah, that, so and anything like that. Yeah, well, there was a, a series of Canadian hockey players as country music stars. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Canadian politicians as as rockers, whatever. Like, you can ask AI to create all kinds of crazy shit. Somebody, I think it was a week and a half ago, asked AI to create mascots for NFL teams. So I don't know if this ever got on the show. I think it was the day I left. So, Rhett, just as a little sampling, here was what AI did for the NFL. That was the Bills fucking mascot. This is, like, they're like so the bad, they're good. It's amazing. It's like that rank dancing Calgary Wrangler. Guy. So, so Rhett is, Rhett's a Bills fan. That's our first one. I, I'm a Chargers guy. We got a Packers fan here. I can't here. wait to get that tattoo. So oh. this looks like some sort of, um, I don't know. Is that a Japanese cartoon action hero? The Chargers? Okay, sure. There was also, we got uh, Wolverine here is a big Packers guy, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> So these are all just, you know, whatever AI yeah, That won't it scare makes. the kids. No, that's worse than the <laughs> Oilers links. Uh, and then I think we got uh, Jacko's a big Steelers fan as well. So let's, let's see what the, the Steelers got. Like, what the hell is going on huh. here? That is terrible. I was going to put Dean's favorite team up, but he doesn't have an NFL team because right. he's the only person on earth that doesn't cheer for an NFL team. I don't. Yeah. Do you, have you figured out why that is? I like that one. I There's the like Cleveland Browns. Cleveland. <laughs> 
Cleveland rocks. Yeah. They got to be tough. The Cowboys was especially good. The Dolphins were good. What else have we got in the NFL file? Let's dump them here. Yeah, the, the Cowboys one's perfect. It's just delusional America's team. It's it's Jera. Jera's team right there. Anyway, so it was good Jarrah fun. World. I'd forgotten all about it. It was about 10 days ago. I've killed a lot of brain cells since then. Never mind all the other shit I've gone through. I do love that this is what we're using AI for. I mean, it can do anything. If you want to start taking over the world, you could do that. But I'm more interested in what the mascots could look like. Yeah, like figuring out real world problems, things that could really affect our daily life in a positive way. Or we could have a guy in a fat shirt from Cleveland or Brown's jersey. Yeah, It's talented stuff. So this, this thread was like 10 days ago. Yesterday... The NHL mascots dropped. Oh, is that right? So let's have some fun. Jack's made us a video. We're going to roll through the NHL team mascots presented by AI. Okay, that's clearly the Ducks. No big deal there. Let's. Oh, get some tunes too. Very that's good. Nice. That actually nice. probably might be the most accurate looking. The... Why is the flame a Ooh. duck? What's and look the at the C. Yeah. This Vegas guy uh, fucks. Yeah. <laughs> look at the, oh, the horn of that guy. The king, I don't know. Here he's what's is that a magic wand or a stick? Oh look at this guy. <laughs> Cracking? Cracking for sure. It does feel like Seattle there. They don't have the lettering thing figured out. They just know there's letters in certain spots. I think that should say Canucks. The Oilers one is special. Like that. I mean use special in many ways. Sharks there, okay. Interesting. So this Pacific Division. Now we're into the central. There's Colorado. I like a bear for the Avs. That makes sense. Mountains, right? The Blues. Um, does that look like a baseball head there? I don't know about that. The, the Hawks don't have beaks like that, I don't think. Looks like he's got to take a shit. The Jets did not like this. They tweeted this. They said no. No. Uh, that is uh, Smash Predator. It's a Predator, all right. Yeah, okay. I, I like the idea of him having a little make it talk. How does it... How does- the world come up with this stuff it's ai we don't know it's learning it? at a hundred million times faster than we do and it's getting better every day we ask them to do this in a week they'll all be better crazy so there's the bruins bear that's an easy one it feels like leafs lol oh, dear. <laughs> lightning whatever don't care for that one Let's see what else we got that definitely feels like montreal look at the background there it seems to know panthers Panther. Yeah, not yeah. that interesting. Three. That does that doesn't fit for the wheeled wing for me, does it for you? It's gonna get mugged. Oh, Buffalo Red, look at that. You'd go drink beer with that guy yeah. the Hoff Brew House. Oh. Trust his pupils. Senators, what is that? What do you do with Ottawa? And the Adels. Look at the letters, night. it's the Adels. Do you guys know the the kids they watch this Five Nights at Freddy's? No. Should no. I be worried? Yes, That's the opposite of the right. Flyers. Well, sorry. I, uh... It's not good. That's horrifying. That looks like an axe murderer. That's racist. I don't know what's That's happening. That's Five here. Nights at Freddy's. All these stuffed there's, animals. There's Johnny Post Calgary. Look at that. Oh, Oof. Snowman fi- penguin. What is Five Nights at Freddy's, Rhett? Tell us more. It's like a comic. I don't know if it's a... I think it's a video game, even okay, video so. game or a YouTube show, and it's these so we don't know stuffed animals, it. and they're yeah. killing people. Oh Jesus! Anyway, so there was uh, some mascot fun for you. That lightened the mood after all that conspiracy draft lottery percentages, right? Yeah, it wasn't so much the 
Yeah. Hmm. Draft lottery percentages as much as something else. But what was it? Oh, yeah, the hmm. other stuff there. Fair. Let's get to last night, shall we? Uh, boy, Mark Spector had it written interesting. 5-1? The problem, five one, just like you called it, Rhett. The problem he said with for the Vegas Golden Knights is that they are heading to Edmonton with the Oilers leading the series one one, and it did feel like that. The way that they, you know, vacationed before Game One and didn't show up and still had a four goal performance and throttled them in Game Two. This was supposed to be a big Oilers win. Uh, they wore the wrong jerseys or they got the outcome wrong. This was a big Vegas win last night in Edmonton, fellas. How much did we see and what do we make of it? Well, wasn't that that trend, the Dallas-Seattle, the Dallas Stars We told you. We fucking told you. Stars lost game three. Edmonton lost game three. Every single game. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three. And Red exact said same result. yesterday, 5-1 final, going to be a blowout. Yeah. 5-1. And you were right. Nailed it, Rhett. Just just the wrong team. Wrong side. Yeah. Pretty uh, – No, I don't think so. I I hate the Oilers. There's no way no, I'd cheer for the Oilers. For the that is right. true. And you wouldn't find a way to get both sides of the bet. Here was my summary for last night's game that I threw on Twitter. Uh, that was It was a representation of the AI mascots we'd seen earlier in the day. Just beautiful stuff. Not close. Skinner out, Campbell in, Brassois injured, Aiden Hill in. Look good, Aiden Hill. Confident Aiden Hill. They're going to need him to be confident because that does not look like something that Brassois is going to bounce back from anytime soon. And so, Rhett, I don't know how much of this you saw, but when Vegas was getting throttled in game two, they made life very difficult at the end of the game. They tried to, you know, set up game three. They were being pricks. Um, it, it was like, how do the refs manage this moving forward? Last night in Edmonton, the Oilers just said, yeah, we're, we're not going to try tonight, and we'll be back for game four. Do you care? <laughs> Because, like, the Oilers are good enough to come and score eight in two nights. I get it. But they really didn't use last night's dead time to try to settle any scores or, you know, they just sort of threw their hands up and said, we don't have it tonight. I don't – I mean, I, first of all, if you're actually asking if I do care, I don't. And I'm not surprised by it anyway. That's it, – it's stunning to me that two of the – highest skilled teams in the league can show up and absolutely fart burger themselves through a playoff hockey game. Right? Like yeah, the yeah. Leafs and the Oilers just, eh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I, I don't even criticize the stars as much because I don't consider them in the same echelon as talent. I think they've got really good teams. They've got a good goaltender and stuff, but I just – for two teams that are so highly skilled to show up with just no push, no dire desire, no drive at all. Uh, oh, happy to see it in Edmonton. Happy to see it in Florida, but still stunned that it ha can play out that way. So they're up two one. Oh, the the uh, Oilers are up two one. The Vegases right. are up two one on the Edmontons. Yeah. And it uh, sets I'm, up a huge game four, I guess, stating the obvious here. Yeah, just trying I to just figure out the big picture, right? This whole playoff we've seen if if you want to get definitive on a one game performance, you can't do it. No. New Jersey was cooked after two games. Uh, twice. Right? The Florida Panthers were down three to one to the Boston Bruins, all of this, this, everything, there's a lot of things that have been done and we can, and I, I put myself in this category. You, you, 
I know how I feel about this series now after mm-hmm. watching a certain game. And it game. was a dominant and period. And then yeah. it'll spin in, into the next game. So There's been a lot of blowouts, too, for, for the series. They've been wild entertainment and lots of great outcomes and overtimes. There's been a lot of lopsided, high-scoring blowouts. For the Oilers, if I'm Jay Woodcroft, I'm just trying to keep the drama level as low as possible. Don't get suspended. Mm-hmm. It's not a league where we have to beat people's heads in anymore. Run your bench in the third. Rest some of the top guys. They were, we're not good tonight. It happens. Yep. Get ready for the next one. I'm kind of more in that camp, I think. Tonight's slate. Let's look at it. As Tell we've me got what to do. Uh, a pair of gates. Uh, games. Gates. Pearly gates. Sooner than later. Okay. Uh, Carolina Devils. There we Hurry are. Up. Five o'clock. Okay. We could have a series here. That'd be nice, eh? It's not going to be one if Carolina wins. If New Jersey wins, man, that'll be twice back-to-back rounds. They could theoretically uh, come back from a 2-0 hole to be all squaresies. And thumped the Canes in game three. Did. Got thumped in games one and two. There has yet to be a close game in this series. Kachetkov, Freddie Anderson. Anderson got the hook. It was Ranta in round one. They've used three goalies. Amazing. Dallas, Seattle, that's your nightcap at 7.30. The Kraken looked phenomenal. They aerated Dallas in game three. That was on the heels of a game where Dallas looked to have righted the ship pretty seriously in game two. Hey, don't worry, we got this. That was just game one. Well, now they got to do a, hey, don't worry, we got this. That was only game three. Interesting. Seattle's got some... Any uh, updates on Heiskinen? I haven't seen it yet. I would expect uh, we'll have news... Game time is not in concussion protocol, so to your point from yesterday, Rhett, they'll bubble him up, and uh, I'm sure he'll be out there. Where she goes. Bad news for the Colorado Avalanche. Nachushkin mysteriously left. They had injuries all year, and now this. Gabe Landeskog, cartilage transplant in his right knee. Surgery will be performed in Chicago. 30-year-old forward will miss the entire 2023-24 season. That's after missing the entire 2022 23 season so it'll be two full seasons coming off a stanley cup championship for landeskog where he will not play a single game this is not good news for the avs captain they missed him and others all throughout this year it's been a rough year for the avs for injuries this was supposed to be right by christmas nope maybe by the playoffs nope not even next year mark mathot tweeted this morning that he had the same surgery and not he was wasn't trying to say that this is it but he was not going that rehab was so difficult he was never able to get back to an nhl level of skating and it was done so he this wishes a, landis cog the best but it does not uh hmm. not great this like, is an extreme this this is an attempt to save your life post career this to me is not a surgery yeah. that you're doing to go out and try and play seven million bucks is the cap hit that'll be seven million they'll be that they know today they'll be able to use for next year because he's not coming back so that's true he'll be full ltir the full season so you could uh, spend that money but again it's like it's really somebody gonna come that. in for a one-year deal and then sorry gabe hey if that's it last game of his career lifted the cup over his head worst ways to go what oh, shit he's got like fuck. five years left he's on done. that deal after i would year. think i would think if you're going to that because the cartilage replacement is it's pretty new wave and cutting edge stuff and I heard, like, I looked into it for my shoulder. It's it's months of nothing. Do not don't move. Do anything. Oh, can now, I get maybe it? Maybe it's different knees and shoulders. I'll put it in my guy. I don't know. 
So he has got seven million bucks <laughs> a year. I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. I think he wants to be done. If you're doing that, and I don't mean wants, I mean he's he's smart enough to look at it and go, if I'm going to have a life post hockey, this is the type of surgery I have to have, and there's a huge pers- yeah <laughs> probability or, that I won't play again. Yeah, six years left on his deal, he's going to miss all of next year. Five after that, it's seven a year. And he's just because yeah, he just signed that thing. Now, could it be also that this is drastic measures? But this is if if I'm coming back, I need to try and do everything I can. I think so. It's to get until it right. it's over. It's not over. I don't know. Uh, Doesn't sound optimistic. I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I know nothing about it, but it seems like uh, a pretty big deal. But I don't have a lot of baseball news yesterday, but oh. I did have this image, which I thought you'd enjoy, fellas. It was. Uh, not a great night for somebody at a baseball game. Is this you? Uh, yeah. Oh, dear. Kansas City. They were winning, at least. You ever puked oh. on a baseball field, Red? It's a nice stream. Kind of hydrate. Get that guy an IV, Red. <laughs> Why don't you go? You know what? Out, son? I give him credit. I criticize baseball players for being soft. That's not soft. If you're out there and you're in that bad of shape, Get on you. That's I. That is something. Oof. That guy is playing guilty. Well, there was a guy in the NBA last Just night. Just to the nuts. He had a burp puke. He had a <laughs> mouthful of vomit, <laughs> and he was on the. So you're telling me you saw a burp puke video, and we are this far into the show, and you don't have it up yet? Yeah. Fuck. What's happened to us? The video he wasn't like puke. It wasn't it makes great. Gag. Like, no, I have the I had the video for this one, but um, yeah, it was you know he's kind of. If you didn't know it was happening, you may not know. It was not that obvious. Okay, this okay. one, very obvious. I uh, got lots of submissions for our cavalry contest for the upcoming nice. game Saturday at 5. Quick reminder to check your social streams. Here's the post on Twitter if you need a reminder. Get your chance to get out to... What look, is it look, look for people that aren't watching? Weather. It's a pair with Pinder giveaway alert. Cavalry FC, second home game of the year, 5 p.m. kickoff at Echo Field. And what is the giveaway? It's you and a buddy get to come to a cavalry game with me and Anthony from Village Honda presenting the Pender Report. There you go. Yeah. So go on socials and enter. Get after it. Two things to close out. Now, I didn't know this was a big thing, but in the University of Southern Carolina, there's a mascot named Kaki. Kaki. Kaki graduated yesterday and she told the world, finally... Unveiling her identity. I thought this was kind of neat. Uh, you have a what? A son that's graduating this year? Is that right? I do. Yeah. So this is you're going to be doing all kinds of convocation stuff. Like that. Let's uh, let's see as she lets the world know. Let's go. She keeps those on. This is good. So they're doing for your kids, same deal. Maybe it was a had to be there. Because they're loving it. They love it. Look at those shoes. Two years is cocky. Now she's got to find a real job. Tough to be this popular somebody else, somewhere else. 
Yeah, I thought it was kind of cute thinking about your guys' big feet, right? Okay. Let's go. And that was, finally. That was, that was really good time well spent. We sure. will head yeah. to. That, how long was that? Was that 20 seconds? Because we could have put that for the, with the draft. For sure. It was your 20 seconds. That's to, right. What's worse, watching balls bounce around or this? Uh, to Australia Talk. we go. And weird things happen on the the playing field, the pitch. Aussie Brad? Well, it's, Aussies are a little off too. We know that. Let's, let's go live here to uh, the Aussie broadcast. Well, up north, that grass, oof, I think he might be just trying to package a little something up for post-game activities, man. Who knows what's going on? Oh, what? What? what it is? No. I know what it is. What are you eating the grass for? Wow, when a cow? dog doesn't feel good, they eat grass. It helps them puke. There True. you go. Retinose dogs. Ties it all together with the puke. Love dogs. That's your Pinder report on whatever day today is. There you go. Village Honda. Proud sponsors of the Pinder Report. Aren't they? Located in the Northwest Auto Mall. They're your dealership for life. VillageHonda.com. And, of course, as we mentioned, that million-dollar buy-in event continues. Sellers receive a tropical cruise for two exclusively at VillageHonda. VillageHonda.com. There you have it. Um, Oh, there she goes. There she is. Uh, Did you see Evander Kane... At the end of what the first period, I believe last night Took went a after bad penalty there. Alex Petrangelo. Um, I don't know what he was. Find out, guy is what Kane. Yeah, was? the f around yeah. and find out guy. Oh, and one since that. Yeah, it's the dying seconds of the period, and Kane decides, "Oh, you're just going to hang on to the puck and wait for the." P- no, you're not. I'm going to come at you and now. Uh, your thoughts here on this? 0.7 seconds. He definitely catches him up high with. Uh, so it's F around and find out for sure. I like that pit. I think he tried to flip it in his face. I like that part. Yeah. A little sure bit of rough stuff. That's fine. All right. How many games do we see where I'm not. it's like the nod nod with two seconds left? There's you, you, yeah, you hang Fired on. Up we there. hang on. Yeah. yeah. He should be suspended. That's what we're saying. Get that guy suspended. He should be fined. This guy's a terrorist guy. What you really want to do is the league's out to get us. Uh, Kane? Oh, yeah, they should, yeah. Who's supposed to? Well, it's Kane. He's Two games ago, he was doing belly shots there, crushing the guy along the ice, and then uh, now he's got the high stick and the jibs there. This this Kane, he's a... It's a disgrace. It's a menace. Yeah. Period yeah. number one, 20-minute mark, Evander Kane, two minutes for cross-checking. That's right. They would not score on the power play, but uh, did score enough score. to win. Um, how about that? No power play goals for the Oilers last night. Yes. Well, how many power plays did they have? I'm looking at three. That's right. That'll drop that 60%. They're still over 50. That, that, oh, it's hardly going to do it. Hardly going to do it. Over for two, excuse me. Yeah. Hearing Loss Clinic, online at hearingloss.ca. Men and women of all ages, not just elderly people. Kids, young children can suffer from hearing loss, and there can be serious health risks linked to untreated hearing loss. Hearing Loss Clinic, they've been doing this for a long time. 1993 is when it was founded. Since then, they've been helping Calgarians, Albertans, people in B.C., Get their hearing back, get their quality of life back to uh, just that confidence and need. And you know what? I you watch them on social media, and I encourage you to at the hearing loss Instagram at the hearing loss clinic. Mm. Always giving back. 
They had a nice little event I saw there yesterday. Really? They, like us, care about the kids. It's for the kids, guys. Gotta give back. The Hearing Loss is all about giving back. Check them out online, hearingloss.ca. Book yourself an evaluation, a 2022 Chamber of Commerce Professional Services Excellence Award winner. There you go. Roadsy. Uh, let's, uh, we got some things. What time is our time? I want to talk to you about tacos. You mentioned earlier, I wrote it down. I want to get to this. Mm-hmm. Tacos. Now, are you fussy when it comes to the tacos? Because I think when you go, when, when here we are in Canada, we think, I think of when you know, tacos, the crispy round, you know, the. Yeah. You're thinking of the faux tacos. It's hard like or soft. Hard, hard taco shell, meat in the bottom, then some lettuce, tomatoes, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's probably not what traditional Correct. taco people would say is a taco. So that's my question. Are you, can you get down with the hard shell corporate taco? Love them all. Or do you need to I go? I can do it all. That's your question. I can do taco salad. I can do taco bar. I can do soft tacos, hard tacos, fish tacos, pork tacos. Carnitas, do... barbacoa. Let's Carn- go. Yeah. All of the above. Where are you? All the above. Taco in a bag. Oh. Explain I love the taco in a bag, especially late at night. My especially kids. Especially late at night. Love it. They love it. Yeah. Explain. What's um, not to love? Here, here's it's what I'll do. Delicious. I don't want to. No free plugs, of course, but. And because I uh, am desperately poor, um, Dollarama, grab the little bags of Doritos. How many people you got? got four people five people get four bags five bags take them home and they then you just dump all whatever you want on your taco taco meat sour cream salsa oh. green salt whatever lettuce tomato whatever you, you put it into the bag and then you're eating it out of the bag it's a huge hit at my house i might be doing that tonight actually. you gotta scrunch those chips up though right that's right give them a little scrunch scruncheroo little yep. cheese in there mm <laughs> Oh, I would crush that right now. I know you would. I know you Delicious. would. Delicious. Delicious. And now you, because you're a fancy pants. I'm a fancy pants. Uh, I, I don't think I've tried it. I think I'd love it. I'd no, love but it. just the taco thing. I like the authentic stuff, but my wife loves the, the hard ones, and I feel like feel like we're faking it a bit on those. So I'm always like, just get can some we, soft uh, ones too. And can then we the grab kids... that? that? Grab that clip. That'd be great if we could just isolate that and grab that for further use. Thanks, Jack. Kids She's always allowed make the to have biggest opinion, mess with the hard one. Hey, whatever. It just yes. crumbles and it's everywhere. And I'm like, why are we insisting on it? There's a better way, the real way. It wraps up mm-hmm. and you eat what it about- and it doesn't crumble all over the place. Anyway. Now, what happens if you cross over into the burrito? Now, to me, that's just a different wrapping system, but yes, technically. It is. And a bigger but- Bigger one as well. The tacos are like the small. That but size. aren't you? Are you not putting rice and beans in a in a burrito? It's not necessarily the way you go with the taco. Correct. Yep. Right. They're different. Yep. Like I, you know, I'm going to say this. Fork and knife. I'm kind of out on the burrito. I love the burrito. It's mm-hmm. massive and filling. You need one and you're done. Tacos, they're little and you can have a bunch of them and they're also great. But Too a burrito's much. like big. I'm going to go into a food coma after. I love That's this. the thing. It's. T- I feel like a, the burrito Pinder. is too much. Pinder attacks breakfast burritos love it's 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 all right breakfast burrito is a good thing 
Small. They're not though, as right? big too. Yeah. yeah it's see, there. it's smaller. I, uh, bacon. Ooh, Jesus. the bacon. What about that? Mac and cheese. Look that. at that. You know what though? There's too. It's too much work to fold your your bacon like that to get it all s- stuck together. That feels like an art project, or you're showing off. Yeah. I can tell you this. Tacos when you have people over, a party, mm-hmm. huge hit. Yep. Huge hit. Talk and about. easy. You don't have to time it out. It's just kind of sitting there simmering hot, ready uh-huh. to go. When your friends or kids, whoever's over, they're hungry, go grab a taco. Yeah. And make yourself a taco in a bag. Yeah. Would you like taco salad? You can do as you please. That's true. And make it yourself. Yeah. We're not going to be mm-hmm. serving you. Someone, oh, what do you like yeah. on yours? What do you like on yours? What do you... No, no. Go do it. Have it yeah. the way you like it. Make it yourself. Here's you your lazy pico. Friend. Here's your jalapenos. Here's your diced tomatoes. Right. Here's your lettuce. Get at it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not too spicy, though. Okay, then go make it yourself. Put some more sour cream on your whip. Delicious. No. Is that a, what is that's that? That's, a, that's your breakfast burrito. Top, but... Scramby eggs, yeah, some sausage, and an ego. Yeah. Yeah. No? Not it. This weekend is uh, Mother's Day. We're gonna throw it out there one more time. If sure you're, uh, if you're, if this catches you off guard, you were unawares. I got a card. Not enough, especially after what you just said about your wife, Vina Nova, yeah, Calgary's lab-grown diamond specialists. We are more and more people. Hey, so lab-grown, eh? What's it? Yes, lab-grown diamonds. It's the way to do things now. It's engagement season. I know Justin was like, well, spring is when they do that. Mother's Day, you got to do. The engagement thing, I mean, put it off for a little while. Are you really sure? Like, I don't know. Seems hasty by a jewelry. I mean, if you do, definitely go be in an oven. But for sure, with Mother's Day, maybe maybe it's not a ring. It's not just rings. It's all kinds of jewelry. Earrings and bracelets and all kinds of stuff at Nova. We encourage you to go and check them out downtown in the beautiful showroom in the second level of Stephen Avenue Place. Or by all means, go and check it out online as well. VinaNova.com. And as Rhett will tell you, because of uh, the shoveler, you can get things delivered just about anywhere. Multiple times, over and over. I'm in trouble for this one. Did you? Vinanova.com is the uh, is the website. But I would say, because it's a great spot, go and check them out downtown. Second level, Not Stephen just... Avenue Place. Mother's Day. Do you need to get a card Sneaking if you get up on something at uh, Vinanova? Yes. Still? There's always a card. If you don't get a card, it, oh, in my house, the card is as important That's as anything. Hmm. My kid yesterday got into shit because he didn't open his card first before he opened his birthday present. I'm like, really? This is... The line in the sand, like you're actually going to make a point of this. What did we do for uh, the Big Ten? Oh, nothing. Thought you were getting someone jumping out. <laughs> we did nothing. Well, he got a, he likes burgers, so he got yeah. burgers. No, I think uh, I wasn't. I had to take one of the kids to a hockey game, and uh, I think the shoveler took him to a movie. Just the two of them. Brett, it's May. When is it going to be enough with you and your kid in hockey? You're you're just. I don't think it ends. It it's really doesn't end. And I am a firm believer in multi-sport discipline. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be going over well. Oh, that's not true. We got soccer. Kid scored four the other day. Yeah, you so mentioned we that. We got football. Couple touch. Couple touchdowns on the weekend. Yeah. Your teddies. 
Um, what what movie did they go see? And there's a, there's another thing I wanted to talk about. Are we st- are we doing movies? When's the last time you've been to a theater? I'd been to a theater in years, and I went to the Mario movie with my kids yeah, yeah. and another kid and some other dads. It was a blast. Yeah, but like pre that, that's pre pandemic. You know what the problem with the movie theater is? There's no effing good movies. I was gonna say I feel like a remake, everything. Yeah. Well, it's like, not that it's a remake. I just feel catch, like it's, they're putting shit online I'm now. Going to go watch Guardians of the Galaxy again and pay like I love. It's one of my. It was great, but it's just a repeat. No more. No new something ideas. Something original. Something Get good. AI to make it and not too favorites. artsy either. Yes. Just yes. Go see Top Gun again. That's what it is. Just go and gun. see Top Gun and not, Actually, one I more time. I did see Top Gun. That's a lie. That's dun, two dun, I've seen. Dun, dun, I'm a big dun, fan dun, of, dun, uh, dun, what's her name? Jennifer uh, Connelly. Connelly. Yeah. She fan of yours? Tremendous actress. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. St. Eugene Golf Course. They have a golf course. They have a hotel. Spa. Restaurants. Hot pools. Spa. Casino. Ooh. I mean, go play the piano. Feel the felt. Double down. Split the eights. We never talked about how bad Man Deep was at uh, Roulette that night after the after the playoff draft. Can you be bad at Roulette? Oh, man, he it's, was bad. Uh, what are you talking about? Oof. It's a random number. Was it's he gave not a chance. it over the table well? I was standing there. the whole time or what? And he's like, hey, boom, are we going to uh, play some Roulette? I'm like, oh, you know, no, yeah, yeah. I turned to talk to somebody. I turned back around. I was like, oh, there's a quick 50. It's like, what did you do? Did they even unbelievably quick? Trust Mandy for a lot of things, not for his roulette prowess. Yeah, good deal on booze. Um, trust believes him. in green. I St. Green, green, Eugene green. Golf Resort and Casino. You can go with Mandy. Just don't, you know. Maybe he's like one of don't those bad luck guys. Yeah, it's cooler. Beautiful spot. All uh, seriousness. That about, old bar uh, in there. Hey. About St. Eugene. Can't wait to get out there. Championship golf course, casino, spa, restaurants, mountains surrounding you in all directions. Rediscover or for the first time, discover the St. Eugene Golf Resort and Casino. The Spring Swing Golf Package. We're getting down to it up until May 17th. 259, you and a friend. One, you're golfing, you're staying. 259 for a night's stay for you and a friend around a golf and the power cart. Two fifty nine, and that's available up until the seventeenth of May. Limited time offer. Book it now online at SaintEugene.ca. Online Saint Eugene Resort on both Twitter and Instagram. Spa. You could use a you could use a m- massage on your neck after the that snoring session oh, you had there. Oh, that's rough. I was gonna say maybe you should get in to see Outdoor Dental before you go out there. That's and... right. But you feel really good by then. Betway bets, and uh, we'll get on with our what I believe to be a Tuesday. Yep. Did you see that Robert De Niro just had a kid? What? Bob De Niro just had his seventh child. He, seventy-nine years old. Seventy-nine. What else are you going to do? You're 79. I have more questions for the mom than the dad at this point. To be honest. <laughs> do you ever think about it? 
Do you ever think about it? How many years you got left? You know? If we have as many as De Niro's got, we're in great shape. Like, I just wouldn't have guessed you'd still be uh, firing field goals at 79, you know? I figured at some point, it's like, no, it's just it's out of my repertoire now. Of all the things I do in life, you know, that's it. Trying to see what's I don't really is. think about it all that much at all. No, I'm no. You're not at that point S- in your life. Not even married. What the you hell start is... thinking about more. Oh, he's divorced twice. Has uh, a lady friend apparently. Six other kids. He was on. A, he did an interview. He said, "Oh, so you have six kids? Actually, I have seven. I just had uh, my seventh. Holy shit! Whoa. So good. Uh, good on him. You know. I guess. You get lots set. of dough. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Is that what you want to be doing when you're 79? Like, no. oh yeah, we're up at three again. We got to change diapers. I, 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 gotta, I don't think that he's living the same as the three of us, right? Do you think that maybe like, someone? What's the payoff here for him, or does he just not care? Hot Wait, girlfriend. I think it's that. What's the downside? It's a child. What are we up? What the hell? I got six and sevens. Gonna just just derail me and take my life down to the shitter like well if six is like 30 now yeah i feel like probably the six are kind of out and about and living on their own by now all of a sudden you got a a, a baby living in the house with you i'm still more well impressed. you're just like a baby you can nap with them and it's great more kind of same schedules both, both science wearing diapers science. at the same time here soon yeah. who knows either way fucking good for him right Jesus I guess. Christ. I mean, Bobby De Niro. screwing. That's good. Maybe it's a test tube baby, and this, who cares? Uh, I don't know. why. So what are you saying? Bob can't get it up? Is no, that what I'm you're saying? saying? We'd love to say, hey, nice work Real on nice. still fucking Bobby, but we don't even know if that's the case. Hope it's his now. There you go. See? Oh, boy. Gotta go. See you, Me and Bob. Betway bets. We didn't do your bets. Betway bets. There we go. Betway. Get the Betway app on your phone. Bet the responsible way with Betway. Uh, Dallas, Seattle. I'm taking the over. I believe all all of the games have been over the six goal mark. So I'm going over five and a half and a point for Rupe Hints. Rupe. Plus 150. I like that. I like that. The other, uh, it's a little Carolina, New Jersey bet. Sebastian Aho and Jack Hughes points here again. One plus point for Aho and Hughes, also plus money, plus 105. Love these bets of the day. Really? The, wasn't that last game's combatants? Seb- yeah, that's Didn't right. Get into a tussle? Sebastian Aho and Jack Hughes were uh, shooting the old Dukes. Kind of, yeah. It yeah. kind of looked like more, we de- described it as what, grappling? You know what it was? They were feisty. Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. There you go. Deep. Uh, I will roll with, uh, let's keep Jack Hughes hot. It's going right. to be good for the series. going to be enter- good for entertainment. First goal of the game, plus seven hunt. Woo! Jackie boy. Let's go. Big game hunting. And Dougie Hamilton, one assist. That doesn't seem crazy, does it? No. Nah. Dougie? No. Nope. Dougie. Dougie's good. The baggage handler's there, and he's feeling good. He's good for an apple, plus 135. There you go. That was that's the day. Get the Betway app. Get it on your phone. Play along. Be 19, Ontario. Come on now. Smarten up. Uh, show tomorrow. Ooh. Working on it. Well, 
working on a few things. Some things might fall into our lap. We don't know. I think either way we should do it. Well, what are you gonna have? It's three high drama, guests? and I want to. Oh, oh, the other things. Three guests. That's was, there's maybe oh, stuff. Sorry, okay. I apologize that we we're talking about something else. I don't want to mention the guy's name and then give him the old heave ho because then it's like, oh yeah, that's. Uh, although we kind of mentioned it. Either way, we're probably gonna have somebody on the show tomorrow. Maybe talk about the Leafs. Maybe talk about Team Canada. Maybe talk about the Flames. We just don't know. A lot there. It's a lot there. Greg Conroy coming on tomorrow. Right, Not true. Stuff. What's oh. up uh, for the rest of your day there, uh, Taco in a bag? We're going to go cook tacos. Yeah, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's it. Sounds like good living right there. That's great living. Hey, uh, buddies, thanks for being a part of the show today. Really appreciate you for... See you tomorrow? For, uh, I don't know. Keep your eyes open for the old uh, Nation wheels spinning around town. And tonight. by the way, uh, Nation Gear. If you go to nationgear.ca, barn burner t-shirts and hoodies now available. Just... It, it, what shield your eyes when you go to the front page because it's a lot about the Oilers Nation and Oilers gear right now because apparently they're in the playoffs or something. So just click on the Flames Nation link and you can get access there to Barnburner tees and hoodies if you so choose. Love it if you would. Do it. See you tomorrow, buddies. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.